The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by Wimbet. Wimbet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, Wimbet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. We're also brought to you by the SGPN World Cup Free Roll. $250 cash and a $250 gift card to the winner. Enter today exclusively on the SGPN app. Let's play football. World Cup! You are listening to your Match Day 10 World Cup preview here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. They are at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. And finally, you can follow me at LockBettingCom. That's at LockBettingCom. If you look at the pin tweet on that Twitter account, it is the PL from the previous month for LockBetting.com. And that was the 113th month in a row of Transparent Track Profit that will be getting replaced in a couple of days' time with the month of November, which is on course to be the 114th month in a row of Transparent Trap Profits to sign up in time for December the 1st so you can be a part of the month of December as we look for month number 115. So moving on with match day 10, huge match day because England and the USA are in action. USA could inexplicably be eliminated from the World Cup without losing a single game because that will be what happens if they draw against Iran. Before they get there, we need to cover Group A. And before we get there, we need to look at the two groups that we did not cover yesterday. We covered the matches. The four matches are now in the books. So now we can look at how those two groups stand and who could potentially qualify and who could potentially go home and who they could play in the round of 16. So we start with Group G, where Brazil are in firm control. They have a 100% record. But as I said... At the start of the tournament, all of their games have been tight and cagey. They've had to break down a low block. They've had to get past the bus. And Switzerland and Serbia both set up the same way. And Brazil managed to get through both of them in the second half, breaking both of those two teams down. Today, it was a little bit later against Switzerland. There was a goal disallowed by Vinny Jr., which was very contentious. Obviously, VAR still hasn't endeared itself to people in this tournament. It's still very, very annoying, especially when you go back as far as you had to for that particular goal by Vinny Jr. But ultimately, Manchester United's Casemiro did settle the game for Brazil. And they are now the 1-500 to favourites to win this group. So we're only really talking about who finishes runners-up here. Switzerland will finish runners-up if they avoid a defeat against Serbia. They are 1-2 to to qualify and 6-4 to to not qualify. 
and you get the same odds for Serbia in reverse. They are six to four to qualify and one to two to not qualify. So ultimately, that game will decide who wins the group. Serbia are the six to four narrow favourites to win it, with Switzerland at thirteen to eight, with Switzerland being available at one to two minus two hundred on the double chance market. So we have a one match playoff here to decide who goes through. Cameroon are the rank outsiders to go through. They're twenty eight to one to qualify. They need a miracle. They need that game between Switzerland and Serbia to be won by Serbia. And that will put Serbia onto four points. And then Cameroon need to be the first team in this group to beat Brazil. And they need to beat them by a significant margin in order to take over Serbia, which is why you get the 28 to 1 price. So moving on to Group H, Portugal with two wins are in firm control. Uruguay really should have got something from today's game, but they are still the favourites to go through in this group. Much like Germany, Uruguay only have one point, but they are here at 10 to 11. Germany, which we spoke about yesterday, are at 1 to 4 to get out of their group. They're at 10 to 11, yes, and 10 to 11, no. Ghana are the second place favourites to, to qualify behind Uruguay. They're at 5 to 4, with being 4 to 7 to not qualify. And South Korea now are the 8 to 1 outsiders because they need a lot of things to go their way, which includes beating Portugal in order to give themselves a chance. So here we have a one match playoff. Ghana come into it simply needing to avoid a defeat after their win against South Korea. That will put them onto four points and they will qualify with Uruguay being stuck on two. So it's a must win game for Uruguay and um, they're going to go into that game as the 10 to 11 favourites to win it with it being 10 to 11 for Ghana to avoid a defeat. Uh, there are other ways for Ghana to go out of this competition as well. Because if Ghana do get that draw against Uruguay and South Korea end up beating Portugal and putting themselves onto four points, then Ghana can still be eliminated from this competition. But that would make things very, very complicated for me. I'm looking for a more simplistic equation which doesn't have Korea beating Portugal which has Portugal easily winning this group with either seven or nine points and ultimately Korea and Uruguay being a playoff. So that's going to be interesting when we get to it on Thursday because we're going to have two playoff matches, two early knockout matches here between Serbia and Switzerland and later on in the day, Korea versus Uruguay. So let's move on to Group A and Group B because they are already in this situation and we already have a playoff game tomorrow between Ecuador and Senegal where Ecuador are the 11-8 favourites to win it. It's 11-5 on the draw and it's 9-4 here on Senegal. Coming into this tournament, this is a situation you would have expected Senegal to be in. I think Senegal wouldn't be surprised by this situation where they lost to the Dutch and beat Qatar, setting up a decider against Ecuador. I think, obviously, the big surprise is how good Ecuador have been. They, of course, have beaten Qatar as well, but they picked up a point against the Dutch and were very, very good in that game. And now that makes it even more difficult for Senegal because Ecuador can approach this game only needing a draw. And I don't think that was a difficulty that Senegal expected. If anybody was going to pick up anything against the Dutch, you would have guessed it would have been Senegal. But of course, they're without Sadio Mane and that has made a big difference. And that's why it's difficult for me to take them here. When you look at this Ecuador team that at times dominated the game against the Dutch, I really think they can finish the job here once Senegal have to uncharacteristically chase the game. Obviously, for excitement purposes, it would be far more interesting if Senegal at one point 
got into the lead in this game, meaning that Ecuador had to chase the game and we had some back and forth. But I don't think that's going to be the case. I think we're going to see a pretty drab and cagey 45 minutes. And when Ecuador come out, I think Ecuador will end up winning the game and putting themselves onto seven points, which will give them a chance to win the group if the Netherlands are complacent against Qatar. But looking how Qatar have looked so far in this tournament, the Netherlands, if they are at even 90%, they should take them apart. But we'll look at that game in a minute. My pay for this one would be to take Ecuador as a pick. Ecuador have been the better side in both of their games in this tournament and they pack much more of a goal threat than Senegal, who of course are without Sadio Mane. The South Americans have conceded just once in their last eight games and they face just one shot on target so far in this competition. They are overwhelming numbers and it's very difficult to pick against them. Senegal are the African nation's champions. They were more fancy than Ecuador at the start of the tournament, but we can see without Mane that they are a much different team. And also Ecuador have surprised people, not so much in the opener because I think the big surprise was how shitty Qatar were, but they were very, very good against the Dutch and I like them to pick up a win here in this one. The game that will be played alongside that will be the Netherlands versus Qatar. We've already spoken about it a little bit. We'll talk about it a little bit more here with uh, the Netherlands being the clear ones for favourites to win it. It's 11-2 on the draw and it's 12-1 against Qatar. The other two teams covered a minus 1.5 Asian handicap line against Qatar. And um, it's almost a lock for me that the Dutch will do the same. They are available at 4 to 6 minus 150 to win this game by two goals or more. And they'll have to if they want to win this group and avoid the winner of Group B, which at the moment looks like it could be England then the Netherlands will want to go on and win this group. There are advantages for them for doing that. I think they'll win it comfortably. They've averaged over three goals per game in qualifying, then hit 14 goals in six matches in Nations League qualification. Qatar have already considered the joint most goals by a host nation in the group stage so far, and now they've come up against their strongest opponents. So Senegal put three past year. Qatar put two past year and could have been four or five. And that could actually, uh, Ecuador, sorry, and that could go on and cost them because goal difference could mean they finish second in this group. And now they face the Dutch who need a big finish here to make sure that they win the group. A big win will put them into first place. So I think they could even cover a bigger handicap here. But getting um, the minus 1.5 Asian handicap line at 4 to 6 minus 150 does feel like a very, very safe bet. We don't do locks on these World Cup shows. But if we did, this would certainly be in the running, taking Netherlands to cover this line at a price of 4 to 6 minus 150. Before we move on to looking at USA's group, let me take this time out to tell you guys about WinBet. If you're ready to win money and boost your odds, WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. If you're looking to get involved in a same-game parlay, WinBet is your home with their WinBet. Build your own bet, letting you customize the bet you want to make. There is so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Now, the offers subject to change, terms and conditions available at winbet.com. You must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through. Winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Let me also take this quick time out to tell you about the Cyber Monday sale on the Sports Gambling Podcast website. 
you get 20% off everything in the merch store using the promo code CYBER. C-Y-B-E-R, for those of you guys that didn't finish school. Go to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com and it's a one-day-only sale. I love all the merch from the Sports Gambling Podcast. I wear the baseball caps. I have hoodies. Some of them are four or five years old and they are fresh. And that's what you get when you use top manufacturers to make your merch. Companies like Badger, Nike, Under Armour, North Face. This is top quality stuff. This isn't some trash that will fall to pieces in a year. As I said, four or five year old stuff I'm still wearing and uh, I can't recommend this enough. And especially if you're getting 20% off. So use that promo code CYBER and go and get yourself some merch at the Sports Gambling Podcast store. It's store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. And once again, for 20% off, that promo code is CYBER, C-Y-B-E-R. So we now move on to Group B, and it is the US of A. Do they have a chance of qualifying for the round of 16? Of course they do. They're undefeated in this competition so far. They've periodically dominated both of their games. They definitely were on top in the first half against Wales. Should have put that game to bed. And during large periods of the game, they were on top against England. That was the most surprising thing. England weren't held to a nil-nil draw. With 30 minutes to go, England were the ones holding on for a nil-nil draw and they are facing fierce criticism at home. It's a very, very up and down thing for England. They can be lauded by the press as potential World Cup winners off the back of one performance, that being a 6-2 win against Iran. And suddenly they're no-hopers who will be coming home soon and don't have a chance when they get through to the latest stages of the tournament compared to the likes of France and Brazil. So it really does go up and down. There are overreactions on both sides. The overreaction of England being this great team and the overreaction to now them now being a poor team. But USA made them look poor. USA they were really good in that game and now they're faced with the opportunity of qualifying by beating Iran but they're also in a situation as I alluded to at the top of the show that they could be eliminated from this World Cup without losing a single game they could go home undefeated with three draws now I see a lot of US guys picking the US saying that this is a dream scenario saying that Iran beating Wales done them a favour I think USA were in a far better position to qualify when that game was nil-nil had Wales held on Wales would have needed to beat England in order to qualify still Wales would have been in the same position and Iran would not have been able to qualify with a draw. They would have just had a single point going into this US US game and they would have been the ones pushing the pushing the pace. But now you have Iran in the most comfortable position, a position they like to be in. They can sit in with a low defensive block. They don't need to push the pace and they can counter-attack and they can look to win the game on set pieces, a tactic that obviously didn't work against England because they were faced with a situation 25 minutes into the game where they lost their first choice goalkeeper and they were a goal down. So when you prepare for one game for such a long time and they probably looked at England for months ahead and suddenly the game plans out of the window, they didn't know how to adapt to that and England subsequently ripped them apart. But against Wales, the game plan did work. They kept themselves tight, they kept it cagey and then they looked for openings and they were the better team in the second half. In Taremi, they also have the best player 
player on the pitch once again. I would say that he is more proven at the moment than Christian Pulisic. Eventually, there'll be a bigger upside for Christian Pulisic. And a lot of these young US players like Weston McKenney, I think the future is very bright for the USA. Otherwise, you wouldn't even be able to hang with England, let alone outplay them for periods in the game. But this is a far more difficult task than people think it is. USA are available here at 10 to 11 to win the game. It's 9 to 4 on the draw and it's 3 to 1 on Iran. I think the books are the only people that have got it right. USA, as I said, a lot of people are now calling USA to go through. A lot of US fans are saying this is a great result for them. All they have to do is simply beat Iran. Looking at how England took this Iranian team to pieces and now simply doing their football maths by saying we drew with England. We were the better side in periods of that game against England. England beat Iran 6-2. Iran beat Wales because Wales were down to 10 men. Wales are clearly the worst team in the group and they were lucky to get anything from us. So all of that mathematically adds up in their minds to USA beating Iran and being in a position to qualify tomorrow. Now, I'm not saying that isn't going to happen. But all I'm saying is this. We've seen throughout this World Cup teams who set up with a defensive low block and have the ability to counter. They've been successful. We could see a Morocco team win the group in a couple of days ahead of Croatia and Belgium. And they've done that by setting up negatively and not having to win games, not having to chase the games and being able to sit in with a solid defensive block and having the players to counterattack. Iran have the players to get something on the counter. They could be the team who take the first chance in this game and then they'll set up with an even deeper defensive block. A defensive block is difficult to penetrate anyway, even if the other team have no intention of pushing out on the counter-attack. And this is what USA are faced with. They're faced with a team who are going to sit back with nine or ten men behind the ball with no intention of going forward. Very, very disciplined. Very, very difficult to break down. A manager who's managed at a top level knowing how to get something out of this game. In addition to that, England versus Iran isn't personal. Wales versus Iran isn't personal. The USA and Iran is a personal rivalry that's got even more personal by what's happened in the comments that we've seen on social media and by the football associations and whatnot over the last two days. Now, I'm not here to dig into all of that. I'm here to look at betting, but you can do all that research for yourself and you can see how Iran may be even more motivated in tackles. They may be even more motivated to press the ball and and win tackles and, and keep their discipline here in order to make sure that they see the task through. And the task isn't the same as the task that it is for the USA. The task is simple. Come here, get something from this game, don't get beaten. And if you don't get beaten, you are through to the round of 16. Obviously, as I said, there is a scenario where Iran can actually win this group and uh, that would involve them winning this game against the US and England drawing again against the Welsh or losing against the Welsh. And that would give Iran the group with six points finishing ahead of England who took them apart 6-2 at the beginning of the tournament. So that was absolutely unthinkable for, for some. Iran's qualification was unthinkable for some, but not for me. I've gone on every podcast. I've been on here after the England win. I uh, I previewed the game against Wales. I went on the Sports Gambling podcast and spoke about it. And I've been consistent with one thing. Don't 
right off Iran because there isn't hardly anything between the USA, Iran and Wales. And anybody can go through even after Iran's 6-2 defeat. And that's the exact situation we are in. Obviously, Wales are massive underdogs because of their situation where they now need to beat England. But Iran, for me, they have a very, very good chance of going through. And I'm not one of these people that are automatically picking USA and saying that the US are in a great position. To add weight to this, we have a supporting data where Iran have only lost three of the last 23 games and face a US side who, despite the fact they're undefeated in this competition, they are winless in five games. And four of those have ended in a draw. And another draw here means USA go home undefeated. A side bet I like to sprinkle on here is the nil-nil draw, which is available for you at 10 to 1. I think that's a sprinkle that you have to take, whether you're a hardcore US fan or whether you're just listening to this show to make money. The USA have had just two shots on target in this entire World Cup and two of their last three games have ended goalless. Four of their last five have been draws and they face what's likely to be a back-to-the-wall Iran team. They are going to sit in here with a low defensive block looking to get a draw against a team who haven't shown the ability to break down defences that sit in like this against them. So for me, I am unfortunately for you guys going to take Iran on the double chance market with a sprinkle on the nil-nil draw and what I think is going to be a frustrating night for the USA with Iran qualifying with England from this group. So we're going to finish off by looking at this game between England and Wales where England are the clear favourites to pick up the win here at 1-2. to two. It's 7-2 to two on the draw, and it's 7-1 to one here on Wales. This was a game where at the start of the tournament, I thought England would have a dip and put out their poor performance. I did expect them to win a cagey game against Iran. I did expect them to beat the US. And here I thought against Wales, they would underperform. I thought they would rotate the squad. I thought they'd put themselves in a position to do that. And notoriously... When England face uh, one of their British rivals, whether it be the Republic of Ireland, whether it be Scotland, they do play down to their competition. They find it difficult to win these games. In the last tournament, England's worst performance came against Scotland. And I was expecting something similar here, allowing Wales to qualify. Now things are very different. England needs something from this group to make sure that they win it. Even a point might not be enough to win this group because Iran can overtake them, as we mentioned, by winning that game against the U.S., with um, England only getting a draw here. England are in a position where they know who they're going to want to play in the round of 16 going into this game. So it could be a case where England aren't necessarily pushing for a win too hard if they know that Ecuador are the winners of Group A and it's more beneficial to finish second. Now, I don't think they'll try and lose this game, but we could see a very heavily rotated team that are only out here for a draw. Very, very risky because, of course, a loss for England against Wales and a win for the US or a win for Iran in that game could put England's World Cup future in jeopardy entirely. So I don't think England can take that kind of risk, but a draw may be a better result for them if it means they do finish second in the group and uh, they have to play Ecuador, who have won Group A. I don't think it'll play out like that. I think uh, Holland will beat Qatar quite convincingly and go on to win Group A. So England, in order to avoid the Dutch, will need to win Group B. 
And I do think England will win Group B, even if it's from just getting a draw here in this game. But I don't think that's great for England psychologically to beat Iran 6-2 and then draw with the US and then draw against Wales going into that round of 16 game against Ecuador. Because I think Ecuador will be a live opponent for England. I think Ecuador have shown that they could beat England and that would be a huge disaster. I think anything short of a quarterfinal appearance here for England where it would be acceptable, depending on the manner of defeat, it would be acceptable to be eliminated by the French, would result in Gareth Southgate being sacked and England making the wholesale changes that they need to really be a major threat at this tournament. Because I don't think, realistically, that England are a threat here at this World Cup. I never did. The 6-2 win didn't change anything for me. Um, I'm not too sure what kind of performance we'll see here from England tomorrow, as I said. They've always had this habit recently of playing down to fellow British competition. But I do think that it suits them with Wales having to chase this game. I do believe England will be able to pick them off. Without this game being necessarily high scoring, I don't think it's going to have five or six goals. So I'm happy to take England to get the win here and to add on the under four and a half goals in this one. England have won their last three meetings with Wales and uh, Wales haven't looked good in this tournament. I think that's been the main concern. I think the Wales that we saw at other tournaments at the Euros in 2016 and the last Euros they looked a much better team than this one. They're not getting as much out of Ramsey. They're not getting much out of Bale. It looks like their careers are coming to an end. The next generation of Welsh players don't look on the same level. Um, they haven't looked good throughout this tournament. As I said, it has been a case of just sitting in and uh, and trying to contain teams and relying on your more influential attacking players to win the game for you. But those players aren't the same as what Wales had in 2016. And even in the, the 2021 Euros, in 2016, it's fair to say, Gareth Bell, they had one of the top five players in world football who was an absolute game changer, who helped carry Wales through to a semi-final of a major competition. That doesn't exist here. I don't think England will be afraid of anybody on the pitch here for Wales. But they didn't have anybody to fear in 2021 either when they came up against Scotland and were dragged to a nil-nil draw. The difference here, the major difference here, is that Scotland could play for that draw. Wales can't play for a draw here. They can play for a cagey first half where they can look to contain England. But at some point, they need to come out. And when they come out, I do believe that England will go on to win the game. Wales have lost five of the last seven matches and have scored just once in their last three. So... For me, this is a cagey 1 or 2 nil win here against England, against the Wales side who have lost to nil also in two of the last three matches, last three matches including a 1 nil defeat against Poland. And uh, they lost to nil also against Iran and they've lost to nil in two of the last three meetings with England. The game which was really close where Wales were very, very unlucky to lose to England was actually back at Euro 2016 where England needed an injury time winner from Daniel Sturridge in a game where Wales were the better team and ultimately went on to do better than England in that competition with England being humiliatingly knocked out by Iceland. I think that was one of the big low moments from England and that's ultimately how someone like Gareth Southgate, completely underqualified, gets the job and now we're at a position where Gareth Southgate is the most successful England manager since Alf Ramsey by guiding England to Euro... uh, a Euro, 20, a Euro 2020 final and the World Cup semi-final in 2018. But we've spoken about that at length. We've spoken about how England were gifted a very comfortable path. That's not going to be the case here at this World Cup because even if they do get Ecuador and they manage to get past Ecuador... 
the the French do away in the quarterfinal. The easy path isn't there now. France are going to win the game ahead of Denmark. So you're not going to have Denmark as a group winner. You will have to face France. And ultimately, I do think that will be the end of England in this World Cup. France look too good. But before we get there, England will have to navigate this game against Wales and a probable round of 16 game against Ecuador. And I do believe that England will be able to get past those past those uh, games. But um, I also don't believe that England will look good again in this tournament. I don't think they'll look anywhere near as good against Iran. I expect a scrappy all-British game tomorrow and, uh, and another scrappy one against Ecuador in the round of 16 as well with, as I said, England going out in the quarterfinal straight. So I think the big takeaway from, from this podcast is that I expect Holland to win Group A with Ecuador finishing second. I don't believe Senegal can get through and um, England will go on to win this group from the position that they're in. And I do believe that USA will be eliminated against Iran. I believe Iran are able to sit in there with a defensive low block and come away with a draw against the USA team who struggle to break teams down. So that's it for me and your Match Day 10 preview. Good luck with all of your bets as always. And thanks for listening.